What's up, guys? Welcome to BitCast episode 51 for the week of February 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and in the studio this week, we have a BitCast newcomer. I'm going to say your last name wrong, probably. I didn't practice beforehand. I messed up already. Tom Kudelik. Oh, wow. Nailed it. Was it Kudelik? No one ever says that right. Kudelik. Yeah. Ah, okay, say, say it for Second real. one you said, Kudelik. So, okay, well, so how's that actually pronounced? Yeah, Q to Lek. Think of like a, you know, Cute? uppercase Q, Lek. <laughs> so Q or Lek. cutie, or think of like something who's cutie. Uppercase Q, Lek, just makes me think of like Q Lek. True. I just totally skipped out the middle part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not Q Lek. No, no, think, think of Q, T, like an uppercase Q, T, and then Lek at the end. Ah, cutie cute, Lek. Cutie. Yeah. Did everyone like ever like joke around with you when you were growing up like cutie? Hey, cutie. Yeah, that was typical. That's so stupid. I know. I got uh, Jake Martian. Uh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, eh, it's, it's okay. There's yeah. a lot of ways you can, you can make cute, like, like, really gross and weird. I won't go into it, but th- <laughs> there were some names that were, like, given to me in third grade that I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Scarred for life. So, anyways, uh, for anyone that is a, a, a frequent listener of the cast, you uh, have not heard Tom before on this podcast, yeah. nor seen him now that we are doing video. So, uh, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an honor. Uh, for anyone that's tuning in, we're talking about uh, the Black Panther. Uh, both of us, both of us have seen the movie, and we both loved it. Um, surprisingly, not a lot of my friends in my immediate circle have seen the Black Panther, mm. and I don't know why that is. Yeah, maybe because all having like babies and stuff, and that could be don't have time. I don't know. Maybe didn't have as much hype as like other movies would have. Generally, I don't know. It's a dang shame. Cause but I was, I had on my calendar, man. I was ready. Yeah, me too. And yeah. we'll talk about this later. But this could be one of the best Marvel movies of all time. Yeah, all time. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. So, anyways, Tom, um, we work together. At mm-hmm. uh, the old TFP, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, t- tell people a little bit about yourself. You know, like uh, like uh, what's, what's what's your background? You're a pretty outdoorsy guy. You, you, yeah, you do things outside. Yeah, you, you camp. Yeah. We camped uh, two days ago. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so my wife and I, Net, moved here three years ago. Started working for um, Times Street Press at that time. Still do. Um, and a big reason we moved to Chattanooga was the uh, outdoor aspects they have here. You got, you know, world-class rock climbing, world whitewater class. kayaking, world-class, world class. Uh, trail running, all that stuff. So my experience with podcasts that I listen to are a lot of these weird, goofy, obscure um, trail running podcasts that I love to listen to while I'm running, too. Um, and I also am a big movie buff. Uh with when it comes to like games and stuff like that, not as much, but <laughs> I, I respect everything that Bitblogus is about, and I, it's an honor to be to be on the show. So you're a movie buff, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a bold statement. It's it's really bold. I like them. I mean, when it comes to like name dropping and like like deep history of movies, I'm not as I'm not as good, but like current stuff, I would say I'm pretty on top of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for that that little little intro there. You mm-hmm. said something interesting though. Camping. Um, every time I've gone camping, Tom, mm-hmm. this is a little side. I, I never have fun. Um, right. And I don't know if it's because I value comfort over anything else. Sure. Uh, I have a little inflatable air mattress pad and like all the cool camping things you could ever want, mm-hmm. but it's just never enough. Sure. Am I camping at the wrong times? Like when's the best time to go camping? No, you're not. You're not. It's Camping's not for everyone. So the older I get, the more it's difficult to get me out there. And it was a Nets idea this weekend. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm still, I still got it in me <laughs> because it was like before when I was younger, it was just like, this is the best thing ever. Like take some beers out in the woods and blah, blah, blah. But no, you're, you're not, you're not, um, it's not uncommon for people to be like that. We're not old though. That's, that's the problem. That's the thing. <laughs> that's it's the like, problem. It's like, we're, we're, we're not old to be complaining about being uncomfortable when we're camping. Wait, how, how old are you? I'm, I'm 26. Okay. Well, I'm older than you. Yeah. I'm almost 30. 
you're an old man. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm pushing <laughs> 30 right now. So <laughs> I don't think there's a big difference. When I was 26, I feel like I was more like keen on let's go. I don't need a sleeping pad. Now I'm like, no. Ooh. See, that's 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 why it's a problem for me because I recognize <laughs> I am still at an age to where I could I, my body can take it, but I stay right. out of it because I'm just like I don't want to go through one night of being that uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> when I could sleep on the memory foam mattress. It's legit. I get it. <laughs> I'm more your way now. I like to go on adventures like during the day and then come back and sleep, you know, mm. in a comfy bed. Midday so. adventures are a better, exactly. a better approach. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, thank you for, for the pro tips there, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I can talk forever about it. So this is about Black Panther though, not camping. If you were confused, mm-hmm. um, just quick, quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you are a listener to the show, be sure to leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, we have one today that I'm going to be reading off that I'm very excited about, but also check us out on YouTube. We're doing some video stuff there um and be sure to just go on and submit topics every now and then if you all want to hear us discuss anything in depth um we love to have those topics submitted it's really fun to go through those um but uh the uh, sorry the review of the week comes from uh isolate connect uh left us on review on itunes Mm. headline said worthwhile mostly video game podcast if you're looking for a new video game podcast with a fresh perspective this is a great one to give a chance a revolving door of regular guests offer insightful opinions and highlight all the important news going on in video game culture. So, Isolate Connect, thank you so much for that uh, that quick little review. That was February 5th you left that one, so pretty recent. That's awesome. And I feel like it was somebody that I know. Okay. Yeah. Is it you, Tom? It wasn't me. Did you do it? It wasn't me. Could, I mean, You're smiling me. right now. No, I just like it. It was good. It was perfect. <laughs> <sighs> you may have heard me just crack that cold one. We got some more Dirty Kirks in the building. You can't tell because we have uh, some nice koozies over them. Guys, I have a testimonial of Dirty Kirks. Uh, first time I had it was actually with Jake. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl party. And it w- I haven't stopped thinking about it since then. The price, you can't beat it. And it's got this like... <laughs> can't beat it. It can't beat it. And it's got this like Saison-esque like... I don't know if that's intentional. It. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think the Saison is intentional. I however... Think, I don't think it is, but... 48 cans. Of pure gold. How much does it, how much does it cost per can? Then you break that down. Twenty one dollars. We're looking at like <sighs> fifty cents a beer. Unbelievable. A great deal. Costco. Check them out, guys. Dirty Kirks. You won't you won't you won't be sorry. Yeah, Dirty Kirks, Kirk and Light, best beer in the world. That's the main sponsor of Bitblog, isn't they, it? Right? They are not our sponsor, but you can be if you are a person that works at Costco. Just reach out to me at Bitblogist. Uh, you know, you, we'll, we'll talk later. Perfect. Um, so, anyways, uh, like I said in the beginning, we're talking about Black Panther. So, Tom and I are going to be going through everything regarding the story. So, if you have not watched the movie yet, please do leave now because I think it's better to see the movie than come back and listen to this, unless you're a person who just loves hearing people talk about movies. So, with that said, we'll be right back and uh, stay tuned. That was pretty good. That's amazing. I love that. It's, I don't ever get tired of hearing that. It's <laughs> it's different if you hear it on the podcast, but seeing it in person, how does it feel now? It's a whole new experience. <laughs> it's everything that I'd hoped for. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, you're impressed. I'll, I keep, am. I'll keep doing it. Kay. So uh, we have listed off um, a whole bunch of the the actors slash characters from the Black Panther first, and again. If you're tuning in and you haven't watched the movie yet, now is your last warning because we're going right into it right now, full spoilers. So, Tom, when did you see Black Panther? I saw it um, last week on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Good night. Is that a, did you get the stimulus Tuesday? Get those, those deals? Yes. Dude, yeah. Nice. Five it, was, it was a net nice date night. Um, yeah. Saw it downtown. Ours is Wednesday, usually. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we, nice we change nice. it up. I don't know, but um, it was Tuesday. 
Um, so it's pretty fresh on my mind. I had wished I'd seen it again, but I'm going to see it pretty soon. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're going to see it again. I am. It was that good. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see it again. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is, I was thinking more like I'll wait till it comes out on David. I don't usually pay twice to go to the movie theater, but sometimes you need to. Yeah. I'm going to star Wars. I did yeah. just to see if I felt the same I did when I left the first time, which was not good. Right. Yeah. I remember <laughs> we, we had a conversation about it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, Let's start off with overall thoughts first, yeah. um, just because I liked. We can get a we can we can frame our conversation that mm-hmm. way. So, what were your thoughts? Man, so many, so many thoughts, man. So many hidden meanings that I saw, and like you know, different aspects to what this movie means and what it means to to Marvel in itself. Like throughout the movie, I, and then I kept them like nudging each other and be like, "Did you catch that? Did you catch that?" Like different things that you know we see um, and the significance and what this means for you know humanity culture everything like that mm-hmm. but also just uh the way it was the way it was done the soundtrack leading up to the movie i had listened to quite a bit um oh, yeah. you know um the way that was shot the way um yeah i so many things what, what, what about you same same thing um you know i i had seen a couple of trailers and i, I really liked i remember when i saw the black panther in uh was it Infinity War or the, the previous Avengers movie or Civil mm-hmm. War, which yeah. whichever one you see Civil him War. in for a little yeah. bit, I thought yeah. was really cool. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, his character is pretty pretty dope, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming into this one, I actually had like somewhat of an expectation of it being a good movie. And you know, with Kendrick Lamar being the person that wrote the soundtrack, I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty solid. So after actually watching it, yeah, I mean, um, I, this is this is a bold statement. We're jumping. I'm jumping ahead of myself right now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this could be one of the best Marvel movies that I've seen. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok also fantastic. Iron Man mm-hmm. kind of up there in that same mm-hmm. boat, but this one I think did a much better job of developing realistic characters yeah. and how they would behave in these situations, as well as like, yeah, like the, the symbolism, like, and the things they're trying to say behind just a, a otherwise goofy, you know, action film. Yes. So if if, if a director can accomplish that, it's pretty. It's pretty impressive. And I, I kind of like, too, I mean, just in general, Marvel movies, I'd kind of, like, be- jumped off the bandwagon a little while ago. But lately, especially with this movie, You're with, like, in. yeah, with, like, well, I mean, I, I liked Thor. I thought it was funny. I, I liked uh, the new Spider-Man. I thought it was funny. So I started being like, okay, I guess they're onto something. And then, boom, this came out. So gotcha. I'm back on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's just, uh, there, I think we have a... A weird thing happening with Disney, where they have all these properties and they're just blasting them out, it's, yeah. which is every like kind of moviegoer's you know dream to have these like huge blockbuster superhero movies coming out back after like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you get kind of tired of it. You're like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch another one of these. But right. Excuse me. This one brought it back in. Thank you, thank you. That was like simultaneous. That was really bizarre. The, the dirty curse. <laughs> they're, they're getting me. So let's let's run through the uh, the actors real quick. So um, yeah. Chadwick Boseman um, as T'Challa, uh, who is the is the Black Panther in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, great character. Um, I don't know if you've seen any interviews with him on like talk shows, but he totally de- totally does not have an accent that I expect him to have. Like he is pretty much full, really? full blown like American. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. No, I have not seen the interviews with him, so yeah. that surprises me. Yeah, I mean Chadwick Boseman. I don't know what kind of name. I don't know where that hails from. The the, the origins of that, right? But right. Uh, nonetheless, I think he did a great job of portraying just like a strong leadership. And like I, I know a lot of themes. Of this movie were relying on counsel of your sure. friends and going to sure. people. I don't know what you what you what you think about T'Challa. Honestly, like what you just said, like the way that um, 
the movie did its research previous to to releasing. I think, and I've heard this from other from other reviews on the movie too. But it seems like they did the research on you know the cultural descent of you know where these actual individuals even came from, like their heritage in like Africa or the different uh, different areas of the of the country. I mean. Even the way they portray themselves, the, the the dialect and their voice, it seems all very professionally done, and mm-hmm. they took their time to do it right, which yeah. which is which is pretty cool. And obviously, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert, but like that that's how it felt. Yeah, it sounded yeah, it sounded very believable. And <laughs> speaking of believable, uh, I watched another thing with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. He went around and like interviewed people on the streets, and he was like, "What do you think we should do about the crisis in Wakanda?" Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean like. Wakanda does sound like uh, oh, a, yeah. a believable, yeah. you know, country, and yeah. so and so. Yeah, everyone's like, "Well, I think we should, you know, we should back out. Like, we should leave them alone." Yeah. And he even like went as far as to say, like, you know, how do you how do you feel about um, people going in to steal the the vibranium from vibranium. Wakanda <laughs> from Wakanda? And and he was like, uh, well, "We shouldn't do that. It's not ours. It's theirs." You know, and uh, so like again, like I think, yeah, the the, the setting is actually realistic. Not from a uh, you know a sci-fi standpoint, mm-hmm. like not, not believable, but but from a, yeah. Character standpoint and like people that were there was like, oh, this is like this. This is very reminiscent of like African cultures. And stuff totally, like that. even present day. Like when you think about countries like like Congo, even mm-hmm. so, that's that's like a country where like vibranium, vibranium, is that it? Yeah, vibranium. So like, there's way, uh, way other materials and elements that come from Congo that uh, kind of like fit this storyline as well, which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. to me. Um, so it's like a present day reflection of like you know, yeah, Wakanda. So. Well, and they did like a again, like even with like the background to set design. I'm, I'm thinking of um, his sister's uh, like lab. If you notice, like all like the the cool mm-hmm. like graffiti like she had on the walls and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and how influenced that was, and all of like their their set pieces and their their clothing were all kind of reflective of all that stuff. So I think all in all, just such a was a good job. And the renegade tribe that was like up in the mountains, you know? Yeah, I love that. They had like the Kong, like, like stone, like and they gorilla. Believe, they like, we believe in technology still. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. Because yeah, they were the only tribe that didn't use vibranium, right? Yes. Um, but I love that, like these different subsects. It wasn't just like this one city. It mm-hmm. was like, this entire land and there were different different like tribes from them so that was cool you had daniel kaluuya's character which was uh wakabi yeah mm-hmm. that's w-k-a-b-i i'm probably saying that wrong anyways yeah. uh, apologies to anybody out there listening yep. but it's uh, gonna happen i so I, I just quick sidestep i saw uh get out yes um just recently it. okay I saw, i've seen it too oh my goodness dude that yeah. movie holy crap yeah that'll leave you that'll, that'll have you leave the movie theater just be like what i don't i don't think hannah and i we took a breath the entire movie. Yeah. We were so stressed out. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, oh. I know. I know. So um, to see to see him at play like a bit more of a supporting role in this one and more of a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just a kind individual and, you know, uh, but still like aggressive like leader. Right. Really interesting. Like he's this, this guy's, I mean, and Hannah mentioned this. She's like, that guy's in you know, Black Panther, and, and, like, she's like, it's crazy how, like, all, I'm, I'm seeing all these Oscar nominations for these different people, like, mm-hmm. showing up in different movies now, yes. and I'm like, that's how it works, man. Yeah, the the the, the scream, I mean, the, the actors and actresses they had in this movie was was great. Yeah, Lu- Lupita that, Nyong'o, she's, yep. she was in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and she's been in a ton of other things now, so mm-hmm. I, I imagine we'll see a bunch of people, like, memorable names like Andy Serkis playing, I don't, I, I guess they just called him Claw, Claw, right? Claw. yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. But I love seeing Andy Serkis. He looks so weird in this movie, though. I know. He's like he's like really ripped and looks kind of like older and like haggard. You and know? like a huge and like neck. Like yeah. Just a huge fat yeah. neck. <laughs> just like veins pumping yeah. through the whole time. Yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's missing his arm and he's got a <laughs> vibranium, you know, La- shooter. Laser pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, moving down the list, though. Sorry, I just jumped around all these people. But um, yeah. Michael B. Jordan also um, did a fantastic job of portraying. Uh, this villain in this movie because even though you could see that like he had more evil in him than T'Challa like Mm -hmm. he was very much a believable villain and you sympathized with him he had a good reason to be yeah you're like dude you're right your life was kind of poopy and like these guys your people like the Wakandan people could have like come and helped you guys and provided aid where they needed to and stuff like that but yep his dad got killed by a person from Wakanda, the the Black Panther. Yeah, and so obviously he has a grudge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean his own freaking brother, right? Yeah, yeah. So from from that standpoint, and and really, I just I think he, he was an interesting character because like he was like super suave and like mm-hmm. handsome and like pretty tough he's as a stud. well. He's yeah, a he was a stud. Yeah. yeah, all those all those like scars on his like body. Right was, when he's killed. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> whew. I wouldn't want to fight that guy. No, not at all. Yeah. I, I actually didn't expect him to. Uh, did he? Did he actually end up killing any circus? Did he? I don't know. I know he shot at him, shot him, left yeah. him in like the the junk lot, like the, where the cars were parked at and stuff. But I don't right. remember if he actually ended up killing him or not. I can't recall either. Yeah, he stole his plane. I know that. And he made did. it to Wakanda without him. So no, he killed him because then he brought him and showed his body. He showed Claw's body. You're right. Yeah, yeah he's super him. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. He's super dead. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> forgot about that part. Um, uh, but. I don't know. I mean, like, what'd you think of Michael that, B. Jordan's? I mean, man, that whole idea of like power in this movie is like one of the topics that I thought was like one of the most interesting because, like, yeah. like you just touched on, like, he has reason and motivation to be upset, rightfully, and he has a good reason to want to give back to people that are downtrodden in our society, especially coming from Oakland, like inner city, and seeing all that, you mm-hmm. know, throughout his whole life. But the way he's handling it isn't we're the best, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like having hundreds of marks on his body for all the people he's killed. I mean, that's that's inexcusable. But yeah. you can sympathize with him. And when he actually died in the movie, that left me like I, I was actually really sad when he died. I was, I was like, I was sad man. for him too. Like he, I, I was thinking like maybe deep down he could have turned. Like maybe you could have turned him and like, like, come on, man, we're on the same side. But they like, probably could have. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Because he said he's like we can probably you know we can we can heal you and he's like no nah. he's like i don't i don't want to be healed blah, yeah blah. yeah and he just looks at the sunset and dies yeah man pulls a sword so, out so that whole idea and then also uh, uh nakia has like a similar like viewpoint as him you know like because she, she i remember the beginning of the movie like they uh t'challa like, goes to, to rescue, rescue her because she's undercover right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's like a third world country that's like there's terrible stuff going on but her whole mentality too of like trying to you know use the power that Wakanda has to help other people is you know similar to to his as well. So yeah. um, those two have similar ideas, and then like and then you have T'Challa, who's is like more like he's been following the status quo is of his ancestors and his own father who's now dead. Yeah, and you know and kind of realizes like oh man this is really isn't the best way. And I'm I'm jumping ahead. You yeah, see what happens. No, at the end, but, but yeah, I, mean, I love I love that. It's again, it's uh, you you see him. Uh, mitigate like a healthy balance between kind of like eric's approach and also nikia's approach which is like we can help people and we do need to act and 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 you know sometimes fight fight wars for the right purpose but only when you know there is like an actual evil that we're fighting against essentially Mm -hmm. so in this one it really was just him fighting against 
I don't know what his actual name was. I guess he was the Black Panther also when Eric took over. Mm-hmm. He was considered the Black Panther also. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, Wakabi, um, I loved how he had like a a reverse role, like where he came in as uh, his friend, you know, like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is like a nice, trustworthy guy. Right. And he was more concerned about protecting Wakanda and, and doing the right things to help mm-hmm. other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so his whole purpose was just to serve the strongest individual and the person who was going to be the most direct. Whereas in the past, he, <coughs> he made that comment about his dad who was like, you know, kind of didn't act on things. And a lot of the people were right. struggling because of this. And, right. Right. And so it's, you, in, it's an interesting rule, isn't it? Like you, you sympathize <coughs> with him too. You're like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's okay that you would go this way. Yeah. Th- there's a very strong scene when <coughs> Tay is like, sitting at the throne and um killmonger comes in and you know you see uh waikabi like he's kind he, he kind of like looks over at him and he's like you're, are you gonna back me up here and you can tell he's changed sides to like back up killmonger and you're, and you're like oh man yeah he's like giving the side eye a little bit like yeah he's uh, like uh dude what's up <laughs> and he's just like nope switched switched my thought yeah, like because you know. you're weak right yeah. he's like where's the body like, it's kind of intense he's like where's the body at like you should have claw's body and he doesn't have it he's like all right yeah i'm through with you it's like whoa it's too bad yeah. it's too bad yeah but you know like again uh, that's that's what's cool about this movie is it was all very like well thought out and believable characters mm-hmm. where like a lot of the times in marvel movies like just stupid things happen you're like that makes no sense totally yeah. and they're great fight scenes but this yeah. is like sweet fight scenes with war rhinos and, and po- yeah and political like just political statements and a bunch of like realistic characters who would make these decisions probably given the chance. So yes, thought that was really interesting. Yep. Um, and circus where I talked about him a little bit, just we saw him a little bit in the previous one. I just, it was so weird, just so weird seeing him, uh, especially knowing like his past acting roles where he's like Gollum from Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> I love that. And he's in a uh, King Kong and he's in, or Kong. He's, um, he's a great actor. He really I, I really like him. I think his facial expressions and the way and his voices are Oh my gosh! And this one's completely different. He's know? he's super animated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which helps for acting. I mean, really. Um, but like, uh, gosh, I love doing his golf impression. I'm I'm like fighting <laughs> fighting, fighting myself. I think not. I've heard it before. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, but he did a great job, and uh, I liked. I just liked the scenes that he was in because it was more of like the rough riding, like street scenes where you'd see him in where he was, you know, going to the casino and stuff mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. shooting people. The up car chase. And car chase. Yeah. So his scenes were a bit more action packed and fun. Yeah. Um, Martin Freeman. Uh, Everett Ross, the uh, the old CIA operative, kind of like comedic relief, but also there's some like pretty intense parts where he like decides to sit in there when he's flying that plane, you know, mm-hmm. remotely. He's like cool. Avatar, and he's like he's like nah, I'm just gonna sit this one out, might die, but I'm doing it for you guys. But it's funny, like you know, he's probably like, one of the only main characters who's white that like has you know a huge a significant part in the movie. So yeah, yeah. and even still, like his his role was not so much like. I don't know. I think everything was chosen very deliberately and like totally appropriately mm-hmm. because again, and this is not going to be, this is not going to come off probably as, as uh, sentimental or <laughs> like uh, the right way. Um, but I think just, just for, from an African American standpoint, like this movie is so great to have mm-hmm. just, it's just so great that it exists and even better that it's like, a, it's probably one of the best Marvel movies that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, think about this, like, with how with how big of a blockbuster this was, like <clears throat> I was thinking, like if I had a kid right now, which I might in the future or whatever, but and I've heard this from a couple of my friends, like they're like 
their kids are running around like wanting to be Halloween already because they want to be Black Panther. And that's like mm-hmm. in itself, like a very, very cool thing. Like it's, it's always awesome. been, you know, your Tobey Maguire or whatever, you know, like your typical <laughs> role Spider-Man. play. Yeah, you're, you're, and which is fine. But it's like your typical, you know, uh, you know, role play of a typical superhero. But this is this change, you know, makes it a reality. And, and I think it's, yeah, very special. This, yeah. yeah, this puts this puts it in a spotlight where now like this is like a, a forefront of like Disney and like Marvel and, and mm-hmm. what they want to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, 20, 2017 and, and 2018 really have been some like rough, but like also interesting times because we've. There, there's a lot of stuff that's been brought to light that I don't think people were aware of, um, and I'm sure I wasn't even aware of for a long time. And and like just just like even the thought that like there wasn't there were no like black superheroes. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, that's that's kind of a messed up thing. Yeah, there there you know we can all like point out like the small individual ones like oh yeah you know Static Shock or yeah you know a couple the of these guys or like the Falcon and there's also like the uh, from uh, X Men like Storm mm-hmm. or something like that I think yeah Storm yeah, yeah. little sidekick roles though yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 just a bunch of yeah a bunch of like just small small roles here and mm-hmm. there there's never been a major forefront um, yes. effort put into this and so yep I mean again we're two white guys talking about this yep. But nonetheless, uh, just so happy that this exists, and this is just yeah, like like you said, I, I know there was some controversy controversy about that with mm-hmm. you know kids wanting to dress up as the Black Panther, and yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. white kids, and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting thing that's that's right. happening here. It's right. like, but but if you think about it, that's been the reality on the, on the, on flip, the flip side, side. the entire time, exactly. So it's and like, the and the amount of time that's put into a women power man in this movie, like mm-hmm. the lead cinematographer of the movie is a woman, and I can't. I'm terrible at names, so I can't remember their name off the top of my head. But she's also doing a really good Netflix series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, whenever you have like T'Challa, I'm kind of switching the topics. T'Challa, but, yeah. <laughs> when you have T'Challa, like, and his he surrounds himself. His dad says like it's hard to be a leader for good for good men. And T'Challa like surrounds himself by females throughout the whole movie, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool to me. And they and they and they have a very powerful part in this movie too, as, as oh, you yeah. can see in, in the, throughout the whole movie. But dude, the freaking uh, I, I guess the the royal guards or whatever they are, they're freaking awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're those staffs. Yeah, <laughs> the spears and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Ooh. Yeah, when yeah. They, yeah. When they went to the casino and they were just wrecking people, that was pretty awesome. That was a sweet fight yeah. scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I put a P here in front of outro, so it says Poutro. Nice. Um, so like what were some like just super strong moments like what like what were some of your favorite moments from the movie oh man my, okay the, my favorite part is when um i think it's nakia and what's the other main female role in this that's his uh nakia. i might have i might not have put her name on here and i apologize no i i have it somewhere but so they're both they're both deciding who who their allegiance uh, is to once uh, Killmonger takes control, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know the one who's part of the guard, you know she she decides to and I'll think of her name in a second, but she decides to stay truthful to who's on the throne, which is Killmonger. Yeah, and she's like, you know, if if you don't have any kind of rules or guidelines in your life, like what do you have? And then Naki is like, no, nah, I'm sticking with you know T'Challa. And uh, they had that 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 scene is so powerful to me because they're both not wrong in who they're following because they like you know they both believe in certain things but like you'll see how it it pans out throughout the movie but at that moment it's kind of like you you kind of think about what what would you like, I thought about like what would I do like man like do I follow the rules that I've been like brought up to like, to do or do I just stick with my like heart and be like no actually like this guy's yeah I'm got it right I'm legal like 
not legally, but I am called to this position, and there's there's no backing out of this. Like once I swore into this, I swore into protecting the king. Yes. So yes, pretty tough spot to be in. I feel like that is. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's yeah. Yeah, um, and um, I know you know they they probably couldn't foresee the the end resolution, but like you know that's a, that's a scary thing to be at where it's like okay, do I oppose this crazy guy who just took over Wakanda and yeah. you know I'll probably be dead in a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll find me somehow. So. Um Akoye, I think. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yes. Yeah. Okoye. That's Nakia. That's, yep. Um Yeah, that was that's actually a I'm I'm very I'm glad you picked that one out. That was yeah. a that was a, a one that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Probably, but it was yeah. like super interesting. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah, what about you? Um I don't know if it was a specific um a specific moment. Mm-hmm. Um but I love the Again, I love the the narrative that that Eric brings up, or Michael B. Jordan's character brings mm-hmm. up. Of it, it's it's supposed to. I think this, and this is kind of hidden symbolism here, but like mm. it's supposed to symbolize. Like I think they're they're kind of making a commentary on America as a whole, and <clears throat> and how they should deal with third world countries and provide effort and aid and all these kinds of stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, America has always been known as the you know the police of the na- of the world sure. essentially you know yeah. um maybe maybe in america i don't know that probably isn't how we're viewed everywhere else yeah probably those idiots all the time but <laughs> yeah but i think uh i loved i love this idea of uh, of this balance between like do what's the best way to go about providing this aid because i guarantee that's the same conversation happening like in a bunch of like un meetings and stuff mm-hmm. like that where they recognize like relief efforts are needed and so it's like do we go and and fight a war to save like to save these individuals yep. or do we provide technology and 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 relief effort and health and all and like medicine to these yes. areas instead yes. to try and bring them back so yeah. you know that was like whole, that was Nikia's whole approach mm-hmm. like you we were talking about earlier yeah. um and just like the weird line they have to step because like well you know people don't know about us and like we don't want to just come in and, and introduce all this stuff to people that have never had it in the past and you know they can use it irresponsibly yes <laughs> that that whole topic man is so deep yeah. like that very, <sighs> very politically charged but like really cool because it's like oh, very man. cool that's yeah. a huge underlying theme and especially at the end like when you know i'm jumping to the end but like i have to talk <laughs> about it now because it's part of what your conversation yeah. but you know Techala decides and his sister decided to create from that building that hit that um killmonger's father was killed in the project or whatever mm-hmm. that's in oakland that's like where he decides to have his outreach you know program start yeah really cool and yeah that's cool and that's that's cool that, that that's the way that they decide to like you know start start approaching that that topic because there's so many different ways that people think about like outreach and like are you doing better for the country or worse being there like how are you yeah. approaching it like <laughs> and we're we're going to start small here with this operative and see what happens, and then right. go from there. But I love how he's like, right. "I bought that building. I bought that building. I bought that building. I bought that." <laughs> and building. that one. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, just I. When those things happen, I'm like, so how did he like go to the bank and like exchange his currency from Wakanda <laughs> to like American dollars? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I love like, your mind goes right to that. Yeah. Hang on a second. How did he purchase? That? Yeah, it's like, well, what, how, what's the Wakandan currency exchange yeah, rate? What's the trade change rate on vibranium to? It's like, uh, it's like I want to sell this thing you've never heard of, and you're going to give me a, a billion dollars for it. <laughs> and it's like, uh, what? My ship flies. So yeah, yeah. you can you can trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a good I love that that's a really good a really good you know main strong moment in the mm-hmm. theme of the movie well and, th- and then I think also um, Eric is a kid and his dad so the, the dad is from This Is Us I don't know if you've ever watched that show or not I, I haven't um, but the, the dad of Eric 
um, the, the king's brother right. who was killed. Um, I, I liked I liked his role as well, where he was very much like uh, you know he had been on one side, he had been on the earth side and seen all these underserved and people who were being treated poorly and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and his perspective had changed and he kind of stayed there. But I don't know if you noticed this or not, but like he was peddling, he was like peddling uh, like weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of hid them when he knew he, he like heard the, he heard the black Panther yeah. coming. He was playing a robbery when they, when they yeah. came, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, I just, um, I don't know. I just, I thought that was like a very like touching moment and like recognizing like his situation that he had been. And even though he was Wakandan and had access to all of this stuff, he, sure. pref- he preferred to be, hmm. They're helping those people even think about that, yeah. in even in, in a in a more dangerous and like primitive way than just going to Wakanda and yeah. bringing some stuff back to help. So there's people. another there's another character who's on the side of hey, mm-hmm. let's use our power to go or just even though he didn't even have his power, he was just doing it as a like a person there without you know the power of the magic whatever yeah. he drinks and turns him into mm-hmm. unstoppable man. Um, <laughs> unstoppable man. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, that's actually his real name. That's the, that's that's a real thing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think any further into that, but that's. It's a big decision, right? Like leaving that utopia of Wakanda to, you know, live in the projects and mm-hmm. help people. Help people. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of depending on how you look at it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Planning robberies and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I love the, I love the almost Lion King-esque scenes where he would go and talk to his like ancestors and stuff. Yes. I thought those were like so cool. Those looking. totally were. They were Simba. S- they were, yeah. Simba. <laughs> Remember, you are my son. <laughs> But like the, I just it, it was like visually it was so cool, and I love the idea of like you know they, they're weakened and then they're put underneath the the dirt and mm-hmm. they're covered like that is cool like they're being buried, mm-hmm. and then they wake up and it's like this weird, uh, 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 purgatory sort of thing, but not mm-hmm. you know everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of chilling out, but like right. just love like the the cool backdrop of like the the tree and the, yep. the like the purple pink skies and stuff i was like yeah. this is pretty trippy pretty cool <laughs> what a strong scene too when t'challa is talking to his father about like calling him out for like what have you been doing man sitting on the sidelines the whole time why aren't you like using this to help people and that's like a big i feel like realization moment for him because he's had all these people throughout the movie talking mm-hmm. about that to him and he finally comes a realization like okay we actually need to do something you know one thing that um someone i uh someone i was talking about if you if you didn't notice this so when when t'challa uh, both times that he goes to the other to see his ancestors he, he does that. He can go and see his father and whoever else. Mm-hmm. But every the time that Eric goes under, it's, he just goes back to his apartment. That's it. He doesn't go see the ancestors. Yeah, and he's a kid for a while. Mm-hmm. He's like talking to his. He doesn't go see father. his ancestors because I don't. And I forget how they explain this, but he was never actually like connected to oh. Wakanda. Essentially, mm-hmm. like he never, he never. I, I don't know how they explain that exactly, but mm-hmm. because because he had kind of forced his way into that role, and sure. he, he didn't have. He didn't like. Uh, I don't know. There was some 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 way that he disconnected. Like, he came into way. it that like yeah. He didn't have access to the ancestors and like their wisdom. It was just uh-huh. like his own life experiences that yeah. were informing him, sort of. Yeah, I think like, that's pretty cool. That is. Really, I didn't think about yeah. that either. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, that seems kind of been, kind of crazy. Like he's a kid talking to his dad, and then he's like, you know, all of a sudden becomes older, and he's like crying, and like you know, they have like a a touching moment there. Because his dad's realized that his son is just like him in the sense that. Right. He wants to just help people at whatever cost. Yes. Um, even if that means killing people. Right. <laughs> Instead of being like diplomatic and like having like a political calm to you, like mm-hmm. T'Challa has, you know, it's 
I don't know. I don't know why, but I have like whenever I think about him, I think about the way that Obama would carry himself. I don't, I'm not getting political here, but like you know how he's like pretty cool. You know, he's like yeah. you know the opening scene before like she's like don't lose your cool or whatever. And he's like I never do. Or like what's he yeah. say? He's like I never yeah. lose my cool or whatever. Yeah, I will lose my cool. And then he yeah. gets down there. He's like, yeah. I don't know. Hello. I, I don't know why. I, I just the way he like carries himself and speaks reminds me of that. I don't know why. Oh yeah, no, I mean he's he's a, he's a proper diplomat. He's a he's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter. And this is not yet. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't know anything about politics. So, no matter how you land, though, you can't deny that Obama was a, a well-spoken, <laughs> and charming individual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, don't deny that, please. Yeah, <laughs> don't, 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 don't be that kind of person. <laughs> uh, so, uh, were there? I don't. I really, I'm, I'm trying to like rack my brain for this. Were there any like weak moments you can think of, or things that you like didn't think came fully fleshed out? What do you think of? the length of the movie and did you feel like it flowed um throughout the entire process because i've heard some individuals um yes yeah, some individuals talk about like to them it was too long but to me it was not i thought it was perfect and i heard from some people too that like it, it got staggered towards the end so you're kind of like okay what, at, what what minute are we at but like i've heard that from some people but personally i thought it was fine what did you think about that now that you like bring it up i i think we probably could have done maybe without like the casino mm-hmm. casino chase scene because it it didn't fully teach us or tell us anything true it true. was just they just showed up there to that's a good point beat people up and i also think that if we took that time that free time and instituted maybe a little bit more background on because the fact that this movie like carries so much weight and responsibility for what it's talking about I think it'd be cool if they opened up Wakanda a little bit more and talked about the 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 uh, the world a little bit and showed us like those di- you know like the beginning of Wakanda and yeah like, yeah how that all became take to us be. into the homes of like those different places show us the different tribes because like when they when they're on the waterfall and they have the the meeting that like, was cool you get to see like the different tribes and like I was like that's cool like I want to see some more of that but that's so, all you see yeah, right should, yeah it's pretty quick and you there's can like tell like sort of like so like you know Denikulia's character is they're more of like the range and animal you know, tribe where mm-hmm. they like take care of the animals and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's the mountainous snow tribe. Yeah. And then there was like a few other like off rift ones you don't really see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, and they're so quick. Yeah. Like, like I, I think about it when I saw those like different um, tribes with, if you will or whatever, but like I started thinking about like, you know, actually like the different countries that are in Africa and like, is there like inner turmoil going on? Like, is there an inner fighting going on? Like what, what's the status of those? In, like, yeah. Those I mean, there's tribes? definitely, <laughs> turmoil going on so right <laughs> yeah. exactly so like i want to yeah so if you take that time and like maybe focus on that a little bit more i think that could have been an improvement um but like yeah I, I mean like i loved it so i have a hard time finding a lot of negatives but that that to me could be one that could be yeah. improved a little bit i would have liked i would have liked just a, a like the only thing i can really say is yeah uh, i think the length was fine i think yeah take away that scene maybe the casino scene mm-hmm. and and put more time into the very end with eric and t'challa Mm-hmm. And more of a more language between them, I think, would have been kind of interesting. Yeah, um, more dialogue where they get to they get to yell at each other, but also like kind of understand where each one's coming from, sort of, as opposed to just because I mean, really, what happened is Eric just came in, mm-hmm. beat the crap out of him, threw him <laughs> off a waterfall, <laughs> chucked and, him off the waterfall, and then T'Challa came back and killed him. I mean, like, right? That was it. That's a good point. And so I think it would have been cooler to. That's a good point. Maybe spend more time in the city of Wakanda, where you know T'Challa is trying to make it into uh, 
like um, like kind of be like a bit more sneaky, build some suspense there. Yeah, he just shows up all of a sudden that in that field. He's like, "Yo, what's up? I'm back!" Yeah, and, like, like, and all you thought I was dead. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. We thought you were dead, but you're not. <laughs> that scene that scene seemed kind of choppy to me. Like it seemed like it just like popped up, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, hang on. There's no like build up. He just is back all of a sudden. He's there. Like, yeah, he's back. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, yeah, just building towards him coming back into Wakanda because that had to have been a journey. Also, I mean, like he got thrown into a waterfall and was basically dead in a coma like under ice yeah. for a while <laughs> yeah. and it's like maybe like show him recovering from that a little bit you know, whatever i yeah. guess that super fruit does a lot of stuff yeah his ancestors are even trying to freaking get him to like basically like say call it quits like yeah. it's time to go buddy you and know like, and, no. and he's like nah i don't want to be, be with you guys yeah exactly. it's a bunch of liars <laughs> yeah um that's a good point yeah i mean other than that though i don't i don't think there were that that many weak moments no, I mean like uh, when you like when you look at like how many actually like songs were instituted in the movie itself from that soundtrack. I mean, y- there's there's moments where I got pretty jazzed up just because I had like previously listened to it, and and I've listened to a lot of Kendrick Lamar in the past too, so I was like all fired up. But like, um, I like the points where they played the right songs uh, during the credits at the end. Like my favorite song was playing, so it just like left me leaving the theater like super pretty jazzed up, feeling good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think from a, a yeah song like a sound design and song design or song choice this movie is really interesting just because it is it, it's one of those ones it's kind of like when hamilton came out mm-hmm. i don't know if you've listened to the hamilton yeah. soundtrack oh yeah love it multiple times um but the hamilton soundtrack was released on spotify before i think people could really mm-hmm. actually go see it mm-hmm. themselves so by the time people got to go see hamilton everyone w- knew the words yes and they were singing along to the yes, actual that's play. smart yeah, and and that's like it's like the only there's there's a few others that are like that I'm sure like Wicked's probably like that and a couple other ones but like uh, I remember um, Lin Manuel was saying that he's like this is a weird one because everyone in the audience knows the words and mm-hmm. they're all singing along the entire time. Yes. So yeah. it's like that's pretty interesting. So for you to listen to Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. beforehand, kind of sets up your your like emotions for like what scenes are gonna kind of uh, fit in there. What are, are going to happen in in order of the sequence? So like I, usually I think the albums happen in order. So it's like mm-hmm. this song plays and then scene happens and this song plays right. and scene happens. So right. And to that note too, there's all these themes throughout the album that Kendrick Lamar made. I mean specifically for this idea of the movie. I think it's just like so. He's a crazy poet, crazy talented, but like he talks about you know racial justice, identity, and the burden of le- we talked about this, the burden of leadership. Um, you know the violence that's in the movie, but the way he like splits his character throughout the album when he's like singing his different songs, he talks from different viewpoints of different characters. So he's Tchall in one, then he's Killmonger in one, and then he's himself Kendrick Lamar in one, like throughout it. That's and cool. Yeah, yeah. And so I, 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 uh, I was just uh, I like to look at the verses while I'm like listening to the music because it kind of gives me a better idea of what he's talking about. But I didn't realize um, he was singing from the standpoint of like T'Challa mm-hmm. or Eric. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I think there's like. You know, I think we can all kind of relate to those different characters in the movie. Yeah. Like, to some point, you know, Killmonger has reason to, you know, act the way he does. Yeah. Besides, you know, f- killing tons of people. I feel bad for this guy. Well, but I mean, like, yeah, th- this is this is like a funny thing. Like, when <laughs> I have a friend who loves to th- loves to say that Scar is innocent from The Lion King. <laughs> He's like, Scar's got a bad rap, guys. He's like, look, everyone was a dick to Scar, and they outcasted him, and they threw him away into like the crappy like graveyard area, and like just <laughs> pretended like he didn't exist. Yeah, of course he was pissed, but like. Uh, but in this one, in this one, like I think if you if you put the camera on Eric and kind of followed his story from start to finish, mm-hmm. you would almost be like rooting for him. Like if you weren't looking at it from that way, like you have you you have this this 
you know, self-imposed government that they think they're being righteous and how they're approaching these things, but people are dying and mm-hmm. being left out, and his dad's been killed by the Black Panther, the king yeah. of Wakanda, yeah. and he doesn't know why. Right. So his entire life, he's just like, why, like, why is this? And he's getting revenge, essentially. Yeah. He was left there as a kid. Yeah. He was just left there. He's getting revenge. And so if you were like watching a movie from that standpoint, you're like, you'd be rooting for him probably like, yeah, right. Go kill everyone. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) have at it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, like there's movies like that, like the Punisher's like that. And like a bunch of movies where you're you're rooting for a guy who is hell bent on murdering people. But but you're like, yeah, kill him. Yeah. They're bad guys. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) They're all bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're all bad guys. Cause you're, cause you were wronged. So yeah. From his viewpoint, you could see like, you know, like the King who's now deceased T'Challa's father, like being the bad guy, like he, you know, killed his dad and left him there, which wasn't the right choice. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting that he left him there. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about that as being a repercussion, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, why'd you just leave him there? When Tejala found that out from a uh, Forrest Whitaker, you know, in that yeah. part, he's just like, the look on his face is like, he's like, oh no, like he knows he's gonna get challenged now, yeah. and he's like, this guy's probably a beast, and yeah. why would you leave him there? Yeah. Why? Yeah, my dad was a dick and an idiot. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> um, this is the one lie that I chose to admit. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. Um, I don't know. So back to our like our whole conversation topic, though. So like, where does this stand in, in like Marvel movies for you? Man, yeah, this is the main thing I was I was thinking. I mean, I left the movie theater saying to myself like, this is the the best Marvel that I've seen, Marvel movie that I've seen, and and uh, I've asked people since then, tell me tell me something that are better that you'd like more. And I've heard Iron Man, and I've heard a couple others, but like. Maybe just because it's so fresh in my mind because I'm like all for the idea of this one and how it mm-hmm. pulls in a lot more real life into what it is. Because don't get me wrong, I love action scenes. I love, you know, superhero yeah. aspects. But, um, you know, what it meant at this time, like in our world, I think it had a big impact on me. Yeah. So. Well, and <clears throat> it's interesting that, that, that that's, our, that's our biggest takeaway from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that was so dope. It was right. this had like a lot of really cool you know, meanings behind it. Exactly. Which, which is unheard of for a superhero movie. <laughs> right. And there's probably way more that I haven't like realized yet. Like that's why I want to go see it again. Cause yeah. I'm like, hang on, there's what else did I miss? Yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> so it's not the first time that Marvel hasn't done something sort of related to a, you know, a political commentary or like, you know, just symbolism. Iron right. Man specifically, right. You know, being a weapons dealer mm-hmm. to these other countries mm-hmm. and realizing that his weapons are also being used for evil true. to kill people and that's all this true. kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. That was like a small, like scratch the surface kind of deal. Yeah, but it, you know, it dealt with it totally. Um, and other superhero movies. I mean, even like the Batman series that came out. Like mm-hmm. those deal with some pretty heady um, ideas about you know that are deeper than just your yeah. typical Batman plot. So. Well, and that's and but lu- like luckily Batman's a character you can do that with because he is right this like broken right, 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 right. dark person who's got problems. True. Whereas like Superman's just this vanilla. Yeah, piece yeah. of crap. I can dude. do everything. I hate. I hate Superman. <laughs> right. He is the lamest character. <laughs> it's like you, oh, this just sucks. Yeah. It's like let's just give this 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 dude every single power. Laser eyes. Known to man. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing that can hurt him is a space rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's very true. Uh, what yeah. about you? What about you? Where, where's this sit for you? I mean, I I really do think it might be my favorite Marvel movie, hmm. um, and especially from a standpoint of, of meaning and, and writing and just everything that it symbolizes because like there's, I like some of the other movies, but not for, for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I liked Ant-Man mm-hmm. because it was funny right. and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I liked, I liked civil, civil war and I liked well, civil war was okay, but I liked, uh, um, winter soldier a lot. Yeah. 
thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. Um, just the idea of, again, you know, a more believable character who is is broken and mm-hmm. what what that entails and kind of all the stuff they went through. Yeah. But but this one, I think, collectively as a whole, just because um, even even in the, in Winter Soldier and a bunch of those movies, there's like there's a lot of weak points. There's a lot of like that was kind of stupid that this happened right. or they chose to do this route, you know. Right. But you didn't have that many of them in this movie. No. Like, everything was believable. You're like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense that that would happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was well thought out, man. You look past all the crazy action hero stuff. You're like, yeah, I mean, strip that away. This is like this is a regular movie about current american problems and everything else that we have to figure out still in the world yes <laughs> so yeah exactly no it's truth so that's uh i don't know it, it it really i really i will be excited to see if if and when they do a sequel to this mm-hmm. like kind of what they tackle next because i know they will i mean that's right. you know and we'll see them again but also what the theme will be yeah i'm, I'm also curious i would love to see disney slash marvel take this approach again with other movies and not make it about these like superheroes sure that like you know are, are infallible like make it about like right us right and make us connect to the story that they're going through too totally yeah that, that's the thing with superman again it's just like no one can connect to superman <laughs> like no one can no one believes that this guy is actually a real human being because he's an alien one and two he's perfect <laughs> yeah and i was telling you this earlier when we first walked in uh this evening but um so my wife's not a huge action fan but like the fact that it it had her pull of what this is about made it like a great movie for her. Yeah. So, I mean, like even if you're not into the, uh, you know, war rhinos and all that jazz, like, <laughs> which are, I love that yeah. part, <laughs> which is great, but, but yeah, you can, anyone can walk away with something that is meaningful to them. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just side, side funny note, but yeah. I, I love the part with the, uh, the mountain tribe where mm-hmm. he's joking with, um, Martin Freeman, a- AKA, uh, Bilbo about, yeah. uh, how they eat people. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, he's I, like, what? He's like, I'm just kidding, vegetarians. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. There are some like really sneaky comedic reliefs in the, throughout yeah. the movie. There were there weren't a lot, but there there were like, hidden. a tiny few here and there. Yeah. Um, gosh, the uh, this isn't even from the movie, but from Get Out. Also, this is a side tangent, but yeah. Get Out got classified as like a humor, like a as a, as a comedy or something. Yeah, some bullcrap, uh, like, like that? dark com com comedy i don't know there was nothing comedic about that movie yeah you're on your you're like pulling muscles in your legs the whole time because you're on edge i'm so stressed out (laughs) the entire time like there is nothing comedic about terrifying the only comedic part that i could recognize in that entire movie was his friend the tsa Mm -hmm. guy right and then yeah obviously and the one scene where uh the guy at the party goes to give him a give he he sticks his hand out to give him nux and the guy just like grabs his hand (laughs) gives him like he like does this and i was like that was pretty funny Yeah, yeah that was it yeah, the rest of the movie was. You can't classify it as co- like comedy. Yeah, well, and there, yeah, there's more political commentary behind that as well. Sure. Yeah, nothing that I can really even comment on because I don't really know anything about anything. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the last thing I'm gonna talk about is just the end credit scene. Yeah. Um, there's two. Mm-hmm. So the first one was cool just because it it kind of gives us you you, you kind of alluded to this, but where he's talking about their direction, their choice to begin slowly helping the united nations and and countries of the world with you know vibranium technology and stuff like that right what was the question the reporter asked is like uh what can this vibranium stuff do yeah what's it gonna do for like the world at large and and then you just see him kind of smile and then it cuts off yes because i mean it's cool like they literally healed martin freeman's character from a paralysis like a paralyzed spine injury yeah what else can it do that'd be pretty gangster yeah (laughs) if we could do that (laughs) yes um but then the other one which we I actually left the theater early 
Because, I did too. Because I was like, ah, I don't, I don't wanna, I'll watch it later. Yeah, I did too. And yeah. I ended up watching it afterwards. Um, so it's it's basically um, another area in Wakanda. Um, I don't know if we saw or not, um, but Bucky is there from okay. Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, and he's they he mentioned in like one of the other movies that he'd been training in Wakanda or like you know recovering in Wakanda essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Oh man, I, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah. Okay. So he got so he got like a new arm from them made out of vibranium. Okay. And his uh, his name in the comics is White Wolf. Okay. Yeah. And, he, yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. a and he's a person who helps the Black Panther like in the comics. So he's he's like he's like the Black Panther's oh, sidekick. So setting up the White Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah I I wouldn't have known that even if I would have watched it I was like I don't know who White Wolf is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Bucky's in Wakanda and Man. getting better and training up and getting cool arms. Whoa! Laser arms, maybe. Who knows? Oh my! <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So I need to go back and see. That's another reason to go see it again. Yeah. And so what you'll what we'll probably that's that's why I said we're definitely gonna get another Black Panther because of that last little cutscene. Right. Because that is that is a soul that is like a Black Panther only subsect like cut of the comic world. You right. It's, where it's like this is Black Panther and here's a sidekick White Wolf like you know for sure yeah that won't exist. Probably like in an Avengers movie or anything else, it'll be like a side story with, right. the, with those two doing something. Right, so, that'd be cool. Yeah, and and in the movie itself, there's not you know a lot of Marvel movies tie in other characters that are in all the you know other you'll see superheroes. a few others, Yeah, there's not even a ton. There wasn't a ton of that in this one, but there was a. I think with the C, I think there's like one with uh, our Bilbo guy. Uh, you know, in yeah. the CIA agent. Um, he he has a reference to one that I caught, but uh, I can't remember what it is right now. But that oh, that's yeah. like the only one that I saw like throughout the whole movie. There was you don't get any reference to any other he- superheroes though. Yeah, no. yeah, it's pretty exclusive to like this is what we're talking about. Yeah, like because that would have been like a typical Marvel move though to right. like tie in a couple of their other characters. Exactly, they do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So and, it, and if you notice this, I noticed this very quickly after they acquired the rights to Disney or mm-hmm. to uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You started seeing a whole bunch of like Star Wars like little nods. Here and there in different movies. Yes. Like kid, oh, kids, interesting. Kids with like, uh, you know, like a Luke Skywalker costume on, yeah. or like a, a Death Star or a spaceship or something like that. Kind of like hidden, like mm. throughout. The, yeah. You'll see them in the background and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I see what you're, you're doing, doing here. <laughs> They're trying to make sure that everyone recognizes their brands. <laughs> yeah. They own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, overall, just just a fantastic movie. And if if I had to score it, I, I'm pretty generous with my scores. Mm-hmm. What would you? Let's let's go out of ten. Yeah, out of ten. Well, I have to say what I said when I came out of the movie. I said it was a nine. Yeah. Um, just because to give it a ten is you know I don't know, but um, that's what I said when I first came out, and I'm gonna see it again. I'll let you know what I think, but I I'm imagine gonna, it'll be as good, if not better, probably. Yeah, so. I'm gonna hold it that. What What's your number? Uh, I'm I'm right, I'm right there with you. I think I'm I'm at a nine. And the only reason I'm not giving it a ten is because. Uh, again it's uh, like movies movies that have tens in my eyes are not superhero movies they are like full-fledged like dramas or films right, and that, and that's right. that's wrong to say like anybody can say that this movie is a 10 it's totally your opinion sure. but yeah i think i think i think nine for me is appropriate nice. as well good just, choice just roll up there good choice all right yeah good choice <laughs> we're on the perfect. same page yeah <laughs> you can go see it and then tell me if it's if it's a nine or a ten and i'll go see it again i'll tell you if i think it's a nine or a ten i'm gonna see it this week so you should get the movie pass thing where you can save money i've heard of that yeah yeah, yeah. 10 bucks a month and you can see as many movies as you want and to. one movie costs like 14 dollars yeah, or something exactly yeah, yeah it's you see whatever you want to yeah yeah well so uh, unfortunately that is the end of our podcast remember BitCast is a weekly podcast that covers most things video games and pop culture. Specifically today, it was definitely pop culture. And, uh, and, you know, of course, just talking about Black Panther. But, Tom, thank you so much. 
for dude, being on the show, sir. It's an honor. Thank you, Jake. I think what uh, Bitblog is all about is amazing and um hope to be on it again and get some more uh dirty kirks some dirty kirks yeah man you gotta you gotta start playing some more video games if you want to get on it more i will but actually this the this summer and really this this year is gonna be pretty movie heavy i think so okay okay any, anytime there's a movie you're passionate about you just let me know dog i'm your go-to man yeah we'll get you on there <laughs> all right there's a there's a friend i'm doing the oscars podcast with so yeah a little sneak peek we're doing the oscars podcast on the fourth the uh, march 4th the day of mm-hmm. uh beforehand with my friend zach flowers and he is like uh, a movie wizard like this dude just like knows everything about movies and nice. I, I love having him on because he just he just he can go through everything i'm excited for the episode then you can be honest if you want to just think about it <laughs> but you probably have to have watched all the oscar movies which is right hard to do it is hard to do that yeah but i plan on doing it so okay well you have i think it's like nine or ten or eleven movies yeah, i'm just calling sick so yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna, gonna watch all these movies real quick <laughs> Uh, so be sure to follow us uh, on Instagram, Twitter, face- Facebook, social media, stuff like that. You know, um, you can go to bitbox.com to just see our recent stories. I put up a recent opinion piece about the coin op here in Chattanooga. If you mm. guys have not been there, it is dope. It's awesome. Um, the owner is Brian Hennon. He's a great guy. Um, and and I you can play Super Smash Brothers on the big screen. Yeah, and it's amazing. So yeah. definitely check that place out um, if you're looking for a cool arcade spot in Chattanooga. Um, send any topics, suggestions to bitcast at bitbloggers.com, or you can go to our website and just go to the Contact Us page and submit one there. Um, I really appreciate when people do that because it's a lot of fun for me to read them off and dive into those topics. Um, but until next time, this has been BitCast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk about some stuff.